Good morning, everyone. Today is September 19th, and it is 7.30. Hmm, first sip. Ah, that tastes good. We're also going to harness Jackson up. I can really notice the uh, light is changing now. It's much darker when I wake up. And, of course, I don't like to let the cats out until it's a little bit lighter. Um, and, yeah, it's really borderline right now. But because I can go out front, I'm going to... Oh, sorry about that. I was harnessing up Jackson. I'm not sure where it stopped. He sniffed the phone. He might have hit the pause. I should remember to lock the screen on this thing so that I don't do that inadvertently, as I did that one time that... My mother was worried I fell off a cliff. None of the rest of you were worried. I suppose that's the whole definition of mother right there. Mm. All right. So, yeah, I was saying I don't know if it got captured, but I can really tell that the light is changing now. I woke up earlier today. I woke up about 5.15 because I went to sleep early last night. But, boy, it was really dark until... Well, it's dark until about 6.30 now, uh, or at least dim. I think it was a real pretty sunrise around 6.30. I should have taken a picture for you, but I didn't. I wasn't awake enough, I guess. So right now the shadows are still pretty long. The coyotes were out here last night. I They started barking and howling around 11.30, and I'd just been sound asleep, and I... Woke up and thought about going to look, but I just turned over and David said there was one right out here out front by the portal. Cats were sitting in the window and Coyote was barking away at them, which I think is funny. Oh. I'm still waking up here. Seeing where Jackson's running off to. He's going down to his second hunting spot. He's got a couple of his usual morning spots. So now we'll have to readjust him so we can reach that one. So he'll be happy. So I made it through a lot of Arrows of the Heart yesterday. Um, I've only got 94 pages to go. Which means I got through, what, something like 140-some yesterday, which is pretty good. Uh, of course, all of that was pretty, pretty tight already. So, but I still went in a pretty good clip. Uh, today, it might be end up being a little bit more than 95 pages because I need to add some things. We'll see how that goes. I was thinking yesterday I should have put in the notes that I was talking about first-person point of view. It's always interesting to go in later and put in the tags of an episode summary of what I talked about because I don't always remember all that clearly. I think if I were probably a very professional podcasting type, I would 
re-listen to my show and do all of that tagging, but I'm not, so I don't. <laughs> Spending an equal amount of time listening to myself ramble on again is just not appealing, so we'll just have to let uh, you diehards listen, no matter what the topic is, and tell other people listen if you think it's something interesting to them, maybe. I got quite a few people to blurb Orchid Throne, and it's going out into the world, which is always a nail-chewing moment. Um, I was chatting a little bit with Kelly Robson just this morning, and she was worrying about her next, the sequel that she's writing, and worried that people are going to say it's not going to measure up to the first one. And I I didn't laugh at her, I laughed with her, right? And said, well, welcome to the career author neurosis, which seems to be part of the gig. But it is kind of your internal meter. If you have something that people really love, then you worry that they won't love the next thing as much, especially as you're working on it. And you're thinking, is this really good? So now... Orchid Throne is going out to all of these writers who I think are wonderful and they'll read it and hopefully they won't think it's terrible (laughs) that's what I always imagine that they'll shake their heads and be like oh Jeffy what are you thinking this is terrible or worse mediocre well it's alright we've all read those mediocre blurbs sometimes I wonder why they bother putting them books on books at all. I saw one that was like a debut book and they got a big fantasy author to blurb it and she said something like, this book has magic and sorcery and castles. <laughs> I really swear that was like the entire blurb that they put on the cover of the book. I was like, well, are they good? <laughs> the world will never know. Well, they will know if they read the book, but I have to pause for a moment. I'll be back. There, that's better. It's a pausey morning now that I've discovered the pause button. It's a little cool out here, so I had to go get something for my little arms, as my grandmother would say. Really gorgeous time of year, though. Yesterday, I I don't know if I identified it, but I put a picture of our New Mexico sunflowers, also called golden eyes. Um, I think I talked about them before, but Man, are they gorgeous this year. Just thick everywhere. People who have lived here for 20 years say they haven't seen anything like it. Maybe it's a sign of the coming apocalypse. <laughs> but it's um, whatever it was this year, the conditions were exactly right. Maybe it's like cicadas, you know, every 21 years they bloom like this. We always have some sunflowers, but... Nothing like this. And my friend Margaret is coming to visit tomorrow. She did her Southwest check-in this morning, so she's good. Happy to be in a group. And I'll go pick her up in Albuquerque. And then we're going to drive to Abiquiu 
and do the Georgia O'Keeffe home and studio tour. And then we'll, we'll stop for lunch on the way. I've got a couple of ideas there. And then we'll do the home and studio tour and then have kind of like a early dinner tea. Maybe we could call it tea at Abiquiu Inn. And then we'll go to Ghost Ranch, which is right nearby. I think I've talked about this before. Sorry if I have. But um, Ghost Ranch is where Georgia would spend her summers and where she did most of her painting. And they have a deal where you can ride horses out into the hills and see a lot of the things that she painted. And I haven't done that part before. I have done her home and studio tour before. And if you're ever in the Santa Fe area, that is the thing to do. You know, a lot of people want to go to the George O'Keefe Museum in town. And I hate to be disloyal to my city because um, I think Santa Fe Historic Plaza is fantastic. And there's tons of stuff to see and do. But the George O'Keefe Museum here is just not that good. I mean, it's their collection is thin. People think it's going to be, I certainly thought it was going to be, you know, kind of the mecca of George O'Keefe. But all of her best stuff is in other museums. You can see more and better George O'Keefe at Chicago Institute of Art. You know, go see her cloud painting, which they have at the end of this long gallery, which is what it deserves. And it's like all the way across one wall. It's this enormous painting because she wanted to try to capture the New Mexico sky. So, you know, that's... I don't think that the George O'Keefe Museum here in town is the place to see her art. But if you do the home and studio tour, then you can see the big garage space where she painted that cloud painting and the view that she was looking at. And they do a great tour because they show you different things and they show you how she remodeled the house so that she could, to make it be an artist's space. And you can... I mean, this is uh, this is where I wax woo-woo, so I apologize to those of you who don't appreciate such things. But I think you can absolutely feel her energy in that space. It's like she spent um, the last, what, something like 20 or 30 years of her life living there. And it's like her essence just soaked into the walls. And it's... Um, it's hugely inspirational. Uh, my mom saw it with me, and she really loved it, too. I don't know if she felt exactly the same way, but it was... Um, I kind of want to drag every single one of my creative friends there. So that's going to be a long day, especially for Margaret getting up early, but they only do those horseback rides on certain days of the week. So that was what we'll do, and then... Friday morning, we're going to go to 10,000 Waves, which is a Japanese spa up in the mountains above Santa Fe in the Sangre de Cristos, and it is um, fantastic. So we actually have a morning appointment because I am anticipating being sore. Um, this will be the first time that I'm getting on a horse in long enough that I don't know how long it's been. I'm trying to think of the last time I rode a horse. I mean, it hasn't been like my entire life, but it has to be five years more. We're not sure when. I'm thinking of a time that I went on a horse ride in Alaska, um, which was cool because we went through this um, area where 
the tidal wave in Alaska. I'm trying to think of when that occurred. I might not be able to think of it offhand. But there was a huge earthquake and a tsunami that hit uh, Alaska and flooded um, part of the peninsula um, near Seward. And we were up there doing work, and my colleague and I did a horseback ride out into this area that had never been reclaimed from the tsunami, and you could see all of the old cars. It was like in the 20s, because you could see like the 20s cars, maybe the teens, maybe like 1915 or 17, something like that. And you could see all the cars and the houses, um, everything that had uh, never been, never dried out. It was all permanently reclaimed by the sea because the land had sunk, and you could only ride horses in there. Um, this is not the last time I've been on a horse, but it stands out in my mind because I was very sore <laughs> afterwards. My hips are just not that great for horseback riding. I, I have narrow hips, and uh, they get stiff. Well, that was... Um, well, it was before 9-11. I think it was something like 96, so it was probably 20 years ago. Um, and I've definitely been on a horse since then, but I'm not thinking of when. So anyway, I'm anticipating being sore, so we are going to 10,000 waves, and I'm getting my very favorite nose-to-toes treatment. My aunt gave me a gift certificate for my birthday, so I'm going to use that. And we shall soak in the healing waters, and it will be fantabulous. And then we don't have firm plans for the rest of the weekend. We'll do some hiking, do some gallery walking, we'll be doing some drinking. Uh, we might go up to Taos to see Minerva. We'll sort of see what our tolerance is for driving and so forth. very flexible but she's here she doesn't leave till monday so we have all kinds of time to do fun things once our scheduled things are done and i'll get arrows turned in today to my line editor so that'll be off my plate and I, most of this businessy stuff is done so well that'll be good and we are i'm glad you all are excited we are looking on schedule for releasing Arrows of the Heart on or about October 9th. At this point, it will depend on how long it takes my line editor. Um, she's very thorough. She goes through it like four times. So we'll see uh, what she does. Oh, and we have the cover for Seasons of Sorcery. And we're going to do a cover reveal. Um, we're going to do the cover reveal in early October because... Uh, Jennifer Eastep has a book out. I think this is the way it works. I might have them reversed. Jennifer Eastep's book, Kill the Queen, is out September 25th. And Grace Draven's book, Phoenix Unbound, is out October 2nd. So we're going to do... Of course, my book's out October 9th, so we're sort of all hitting boom, boom, boom. Um... But they wanted to wait to do the cover reveal till after the you know, they were done with their promo for those stuff those books. Um, both are fantastic books. Um, 
you guys are going to love them. So it's going to be, for all of you out there who love fantasy romance, you are going to have the fantasy romance trifecta. Um, three weeks in a row, you all should be just rolling in fantasy romance chocolate. Uh, Jennifer's book, they are calling epic fantasy, but it has this slow burn romance that is to die for. In fact, when I was emailing Jennifer yesterday, begging her to blurb my book, which actually didn't take much begging at all. She was very cheerfully, sure, I'd love to, can't wait to read it, because she's a delightful person. I was also saying, so, book two, book two, when can I have book two? And she said, oh, it's all turned into my editor, and I'll see if I can get you a PDF. And I'm like, come on, girl, just send me your Word document, because I hate reading PDFs on the digital reader anyway. So she's going to slip me a Word copy of Protect the Prince. And yes, all of you who have read Kill the Queen are now really, really jealous, and I shall promise, and I shall be taunting you with how I get to read Protect the Prince, because I'm, I'm not waiting. <laughs> I can't wait to read it. And actually, you know, I have not finished reading Phoenix Unbound. I read the beginning of it for Grace, and then I can't remember exactly why, but I couldn't do the blurb when she needed me to, because um, I was buried, and she would said, oh, well, I could do it later. And then it, they ended up not wanting it from me. The later didn't work out, for which I feel really guilty, because um, I really wanted to blurb it for her, and then things shifted around. So, But she has blurbs from people like Ilona Andrews, so she she doesn't need me. She doesn't need me anymore. Um, so I didn't finish reading it, and she sent me the ARC when she had it, and I was all excited to read it, but it's a PDF. They wouldn't give her a Word version, and it's freaking watermarked. It's got that watermark on every page, note for distribution, and I just hate that. It's miserable to read, and I don't know why publishers do that, especially when they're ones for... I mean, if they're going to throw the arc up on NetGalley, where NetGalley is this website where reviewers can go in and request the arc, which is advanced reader copy. I should have explained that, if for those of you who don't know. Um, and they worry about people pirating it and releasing it early. And then, okay, whatever. But they should have a version for people's author friends who would rather, you know, who would lay down their bodies before they would pirate a book. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's just ridiculous. And besides, the, a dedicated pirate can strip out the watermarking. You know, it's... You could pay the for the Adobe for the conversion to convert the PDF back to Word, and you could strip out the watermarking. And I'm not going to spend my time doing that. Um, so I bought Grace's book, and I'll get it when it releases. In fact, I mentioned it to her yesterday that I pre-ordered it and can't wait for it. And she was like, why did you do that? I would have gifted you a copy without the... Because I bitched to her about the watermark. I would have gifted you a copy without the watermark once I had it. And I said, because, honey, I'm willing to spend the five bucks to support you in your book. <laughs> and she said, oh, all right, well then. So um, I'm excited to read that. Finish reading it. The 
setup is great. I actually know how the story goes because we talked about it, but I'm excited to read it. So yeah, you guys are going to have the fantasy f trifecta, and then in um, November you will have uh, Seasons of Sorcery, which should be most awesome, and we shall release the cover for that soon. Alright, so I'm getting at it, making sure I get arrows in. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Thank you for sharing my first cup with me. And I will talk to you, I don't know when. Maybe we'll get Margaret on here to talk. We'll see. Bye-bye. <laughs>